Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams peut être oublié l'affaire avec oh, cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello Chiefs Kingdom and welcome back to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Uh, Duncan back in the hot seat, my first podcast back for two or three weeks. Um, don't worry, I uh, had a note from my mum that I was able to show to the guys uh, to excuse me. Uh, I've got Owen with me. Hello. And Neil with me. Hello. So first things first, guys, uh, how was Christmas? Yeah, it's good, thanks. Um, tiring. Kids aged seven and five get very excited. Yeah. Um, Chloe, the kids were in bed by nine, and then Chloe was awake by half eleven and didn't get back to sleep until four, and then Sam was awake at six. So I had like a two-hour window of sleep in there, which was less than ideal. But hey, Santa came and everyone was good in the end, so yes. it was good. Oh, and you're the you're the youngster here. What time did you get up? Yeah, um, well, actually, I got woken up uh, quite early uh, on Christmas Day. It was quite a small family one. I got I don't have kids to worry about, so. Um, <laughs> Just small family stuff um, with my parents and my brother uh, on Christmas Day with my brother's uh, fiance and his family too. It was nice. Cool. And big question: I've had umpteen pictures through on various uh, WhatsApp groups that, that I'm in. What what do you guys go for? Are you traditional turkey or do you do something left field? Neil, you're you're a foodie. What do you? I, I do did you the for? turkey and I did turkey and ham. Um, not particularly because I'm a turkey fan. It was actually Hazel's idea, and she's a vegetarian. But she was like, "You have to do turkey. It's Christmas." Uh, so I did turkey and ham. The kids devoured the ham and left the turkey, and I had wasted pretty much an entire turkey crown. Um, but yeah, turkey and ham. But Christmas pudding's the one for me. I love the Christmas pudding. I made my own Jack Daniel's soaked Christmas pudding, and it was beautiful. And I made two of them, and I'm still eating them. You have to start that like October, don't you? Yeah, um, oh, there's like a, a stirring Sunday. It's sometime in the middle of November, um, and so I soaked them, soaked all the fruit in Jack Daniels for about two weeks, maybe three weeks actually. Um, uh, really, kind of gives it a boozy kick. Oh, it's good stuff. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, and how about you? Are you a turkey man or? Yeah, not not the biggest fan of turkey, but I, I like it on Christmas. It's nice, um, and then we had beef as well on Christmas Day. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of turkey, but I do like it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I mean uh, Baz is, um, he's got himself a massive big barbecue thing. This thing's just the dogs. <laughs> uh, so he's, he pictures of him out defrosting it on Christmas morning to oh. reverse sear. I think it was a bit of Wagyu steak he had. Um, I'm, I'm like you guys, I'm, I'm not a bit of a traditionalist. I go for turkey, but... Um, if he wants to invite me around for a steak, I can, uh, I can definitely get on board. That does sound good. Yeah. If, I mean, if, I could, turkey's, could, if turkey's so great, why don't we eat it the rest of the year? That, that that's my kind of argument. Yeah, good there. point. Same with mince pies. Absolutely. Well, I, I, yeah, I like mince pies. I'm a big fan of mince pies. I, I would happily eat them all year round. Yeah, no, really? You just don't get them. Yeah, I could get involved in a mince pie. No arguments there. <laughs> But Christmas pudding's the one for me. Give me Christmas pudding any day of the week. Anyway, so we um, we were away for away. We were at Lynn's family for uh, for Christmas dinner. So the one thing that we didn't get was all the leftovers for the next day. So that's my that's my great. But I've been slowly working my way through piles of cheese and crisps, <laughs> and that's that's the bad thing about. Well, it's not the bad thing. One of the bad things about being at home in whatever we're calling this not lockdown lockdown is just proximity to the fridge and the cupboards is just yeah. atrocious. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. The, the COVID kilo or whatever it's called. Well, it's, I tried to, I, th- I, I was in a rush getting dressed the other day and I picked up the wrong pair of trousers and a pair of work trousers that I tried to put on. Holy crap. <laughs> like, a bit snug? <laughs> no, not even close. 
Not even Couldn't close. get into them? <laughs> no, really? yeah. Oh, embarrassing. Anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Speaking of, em, em, speaking of embarrassing, uh, that was just one of the words that I saw on the internet to describe the Chiefs' 17-14 uh, win over the Falcons. Oh, um, that's sick boy. There was uh, lots of other adjectives going about. Um, safe to say it wasn't our best performance, but uh, a win is a win. Uh, it secures us the um, the one seed in the AFC and the only buy. Uh, the The road to Tampa goes through Arrowhead. Um, I guess mission accomplished. Um, I don't know what you guys thought. Neil, what was your initial reaction to the game? Yeah, I'd say mission accomplished is probably um, a pretty good assessment of it. it. It was another week where we were good enough to win without being great and the opposition weren't good enough to beat us. Um, you know, teams are giving us the best shot and it's not good enough. So what, what more can you do? You can only beat the team that's in front of you. We did that. You don't get style points. You don't get points for margin of victory. You just get a W and we've got 14 in 15 games. So I, I don't know what else to say, really. Owen, how about yourself? How do you feel after the after the game? Yeah, it's another one of those games where the Chiefs um, played just well enough to beat the team they're playing. Uh, we've talked about it like, a couple of times. Um, and then you look back at the stats again, it's one of those games where I look back on the stats just now and Mahomes still threw for nearly 300 yards and two touchdowns. And on the, on the, on the stat sheet, he's had a, a decent game despite looking shaky like when you actually watch the game uh, live. Um, but, you know, a win's a win and we got the one seed, so that's a mission accomplished here, yeah, like you said. Yeah, it was a, a strange game because... To the eye, he didn't play very well. But like you say, his stats aren't that bad. When we look back in five, ten years, whenever you know, it's just another, just another game. I, it's I don't particularly like the the reference, but if Alex Smith had done it in inverted commas, we'd have been quite happy with that. If you know what I mean. Mm. Um, I saw. I think when I was doing the commentary, I did, treated something facetious like is this what it's like watching mere mortals play and some some wag came back saying no this is what it's like watching Chicago play <laughs> um, well I, I put in the whatsapp group during the game this is what it's like for every other fan base watching their team every other week because it is like I mean they're, pretty much everyone except Green Bay their quarterback is normal and doesn't like post Madden numbers for fun and, you know, they're in closely contested games a lot of the time. We just, I, I think I said last week, our best is so far ahead of everybody else's that when we play average, it looks bad to us, but to the rest of the league, it's actually quite good. Um, we're, we just have such, we're used to seeing such a high standard of play this past couple of seasons that... When we don't reach that standard, it looks really poor. But it's still better than anyone else could manage. And you talk about like um, how like that would have been a, like a, a normal game for any other team. And like I've just just this is simply from me looking through the stats just now. Um, the Falcons had the same amount of first downs. They had more possession. Matt Ryan didn't throw an interception. He had like three hundred yards and two touchdowns on the day. And like they still lost to the Chiefs, so they they had a really good performance on, in the stats as well. Like they matched up to us really well, and they and they still couldn't win. They still couldn't get a win out of us. Um, so it's just like watching the Chiefs play and it and it not being a great performance, and yet we still we're still winning. We're still on this on on the ball, and we're still getting through the games we need to get through, no matter what manner they might be in. Yeah, like think... Matt Ryan, 27 out of 35 for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Well done, Matt, but you got 14 points. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's, that's not going to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and I think when you when, when you put a little bit of context around the Chiefs just now as well, we, I know we haven't really had kind of like the headline injury, like the Joe Burrow, the Dak Prescott, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out. Mitchell Schwartz is out. Yeah. LDT's not playing. Um, we've got other guys in the O line who I've had a mind blank now. You know we're not we're not at full strength in some pretty key positions. 
and we're still taking out teams. I, I, like I said, I, um, you kind of run out of things to say because this is just this is just what we do this year. This is the twenty twenty Chiefs. It's you just good win, enough. Baby. Yeah, just exactly. Win, baby. Just win. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I guess we, we've we've done this kind of thing before, but if you were to take away one sort of point of concern from the game going into the playoffs, what would that be? Well, the past few weeks when we've talked about that, I've said the run game, but I thought the run game was actually quite good this week. I know Williams only had 46 yards, but he looked better than... Ed, he certainly didn't look any worse than Levy and Bell or Clyde Edwards-Alaire's looked. Um, Recently, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I was happy I was happy enough with the run game. Like, passing game wasn't crisp. Defence was good. Special teams was good. Yeah, and it, uh, the only thing I'd say is we didn't score enough points. I think I saw a thing... I say it, no, I think... I saw a thing on Twitter today um, from one of the, the stats guys, probably turned you on the... Um, it was like O-line efficiency mm-hmm. and the Chiefs are, are again to the eye it's maybe not happening but they're, they're, they're pretty good protecting Mahomes particularly when he, when he drops back but the run game blocking I think we're the worst in the league mm, doesn't surprise if, me. if not very close um, uh, and then you get into the debate about the, the running backs matter and um, Tom, if Tom's listening to this he's going to turn in his grave here but did you notice any difference between Williams and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell? Like, he's our third string back. Did it make a difference? Not really. So, do running backs matter as much as blocking? To an extent, but not really. <laughs> it's a long and the short of it. I think none of our backs are Derek Henry, so... No, and there are some top-class backs in the league. Kamara... Derek Henry would be the two that kind of spring to mind, but beyond the two of them, like who else are you going to put behind this line? Who's going to put up big numbers? Yeah, I have to, I mean, exactly. I, yeah, no, I, I, I like I, I, pretty comfortable with what Le'Veon Bell's doing for us. I think you have to, I th- like Le'Veon Bell's name and what we're paying him are two very different things. It's a very big name on a very small contract for us. And that's fine. That's yeah, perfectly fine. Exactly. I, th- I think that he's... You, you're not expecting the Steelers' version of Le'Veon Bell anymore. I think he's doing enough for us, particularly as a second-choice running back. Um, the, I guess a lot of the, the talk is that we might have Clyde back for the, the playoffs, which I think would be... I mean, whether he matters or not, I think it's definitely a boost yeah. to us. Um, I don't know if we look a tad light in that regard, going in with Bell and Williams. But then we find ways to manufacture yards in the run game. We have Michael Hardman, we have Tyreek Hill. You know, they're good for 20 to 30 yards a game as kind of like running the jet sweeps or whatever they happen to go around. So, you know, the the run game as a complete package... Even Patrick Mahomes, like he's rushing for twenty yards a game. You know that the whole rushing game isn't horrendous, but you would just like more from the number one back, whoever that may be. Yeah, and yeah. it's very good at kind of like say manufacturing yards, if you like, or you know, manufacturing yeah. plays to bring the best out of guys. Um, which again is a brings me to one of my bones of contention on Twitter when people talk about oh you know x y and z only happens because andy reed you know blah 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 as if as if having uh having the best offensively minded coach in the league who's also smart enough to utilize the best unique talents of the guys he's got is somehow a bad thing put players in a position to do what they do best and that's what andy does week in week out I, I can't see how that's a bad thing. No. It's just, just when well, it gets used as a stick to beat people yeah, down yeah. and denigrate some of the stats. But we'll get on to one particular stat later. But it's it's a it's a it's a recurring theme in the Travis Kelsey in the Travis Kelsey debate. Um, what about you? And what what, you, what would your 
point of con- um, concern be if you had one going into the playoffs? Um, I mean, the run game is something we touched on. Um, that, that would also be something that uh, I was thinking. Um, the offensive line is like again we talked about the uh, the injuries we've had there. Um, that does bring some concern because I, I think against the Saints, Patrick Mahomes was uh, was looking a, a bit shaken up in the pocket. Uh, they 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 did do a good job against against the Saints. So when we come across these like strong defensive teams in the in the AFC playoffs, it, um, they might cause some problems there along the offensive line. Um, but no, I, th- I think d- defensively we've been playing some of our best football. And I don't know if we talked about it just before the podcast or just after we started. Um, but our, our defense has been playing like well these past two weeks. I mean, we, we still held the Falcons to 14 points, and 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 it did come up uh, quite big. Frank Clark had a sack on. Was it Frank Clark had a sack on Matt Ryan? And we were talking about him last yep. week in the podcast, weren't yep. we, Neil? Uh, yep. With his Pro Bowl vote, um, and he came up quite big in this game. Um, so yeah, I think defensively we've kind of gotten more on track as the offense has kind of brought up some concerns in recent weeks. Um, yeah. I'll tell you who our best pass rusher is at the moment. Legereus Sneed. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, he he is sneaky having. good. Yeah. He had, what was it, a sack, uh, uh, just looking at it, a sack, two tackles for a loss, and two quarterback hits or something like that? Uh, one for, tackle from for a loss, a sack, and then two quarterback hits. Yeah, there you go. Um, he, he's been really, really impressive. Yeah. Steal of the draft. He'd, yeah, be, up he's... He'd be up in your cons. Consideration. He's one of these guys where, because such a, a noise was made about us going running back, like the rest of the guys that we drafted just don't get talked about very much. But he would, he, he got that injury, which is, which took him out for a few weeks. But he would have to be in the defensive rookie uh, chat if he kept that game up. Yes. All season, uh, he's he, you're right, he's been he's been really good. Yeah, and he hasn't lost a step after coming back from his injury either. I mean, he's he's played really well after the injury, so to be able to come back in his rookie season and, and still do that and still play well, it does. You do think, like, what if he was here the whole time? Um, but yeah, I think he definitely would have been in the uh, conversation. Yeah, you mentioned Frank Clark. Chris Jones has played in well yeah. the last few weeks as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, um, he's maybe not showed up on the um, on the stat sheets as much recently, but um, he's been Tyron, disruptive though. Hasn't Ty- yeah, and Tyron Matthew yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, really doing his thing. Um, I think he's is he, or maybe it's changed now over the weekend. But certainly in the top four or five uh, interceptions. Is he not third? Is he third? Yeah, you know. I think he might be third. Yeah. Again, I don't know. A little bit under the radar as such. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's right with a player like him. But not getting spoken about that much. But playing really, really well. Mm. I think if I had a had a concern. I think it would probably be the, the O-line as well. I have to agree with that. I think that whether it's the... It's tough because I don't even necessarily know if you can say it's it's the offensive line's fault because it's, it's not the guys that we want to play together. So how much these guys actually practice together is... You know, or would have practiced together before the season started is, is probably debatable. So it's tough to be... It's It's harsh to be tough on them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's pro- it's you know, if it was the front, if it was the first choice five guys playing there, not playing well, then yeah, absolutely load on them. But like you had Fisher getting loads of stick last week, um, against the Saints. Sorry, and he's playing with a gammy back. You know, that's a, ter- that's a mm. terrible thing for for anyone. Never mind, like a professional athlete like himself. Back injuries are a bitch. Yeah, so I think I think it's I think it's harsh to be too too hard on them, saying that they're the only guys that are there to protect Mahomes. So if they're not doing it, no one else is going to do it. So we still need them to do their job. So I don't know, a bit of a catch twenty two, I think, on that mm. on that front. Next man up and all of that. Malarkey. Yeah, I think on the on the positives, um, we're speaking about players of the year, and I think that it's. Well, it's unanimous within Chiefs Kingdom that Travis Kelsey should be the offensive player of the year. Um I've forgotten the exact number. I'm gonna go one four three three, is it? One Something four like one six. There you go. Uh his um yeah, so that's the get this right, the most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season took his record back. Um yeah. he had it a couple of years ago. Kittle took it back a couple of a couple of hours later. 
um, he's just phenomenal. Like he was, we like we all thought he was the best tight end in the league last year, and he's gone up another notch, if not two or three this year. It's just incredible what he does. Yeah, he's had yeah, such a great the, season. Um, as obviously uh, like a almost like a wide receiver out there, he's up there with the top wide receivers in the game. Obviously, in, in the uh, receiving le- uh, leaders. Um, yeah, it's crazy to see what he does. Um, and if he can finish on top next week with Chad Henney at quarterback um, on top of the receiving yard leaders as well for the season, I think we just put the cherry on top of such a like uh, great season for him. Probably his best season yet. Yeah, I don't know if the full schedule in front of me. Uh, but we've been put back to the the later um, Sunday game, so yeah, I, I don't know who's playing when. Yeah. But I guess that might just give them a little bit of a read on how many yards he needs to stay ahead and whether or not and how much game time he gets. I'm sure he'd want a shot at getting that um, getting that record. But uh, whether Andy Reid um, is willing to take that risk or not, I don't know. <laughs> no, don't take any chances on records. Just keep people healthy and. See where you go from there. Yeah, I mean, there's it, not. Sorry, go on, Duncan. I was going to say, like, there's not that much that we can really add to the Travis Kelsey conversation. You know, he like he he carries the 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 he doesn't carry the offense. He carries such a like a like a what's the right phrase? Like he just carries such a load within that offense. You know, you just you just absolutely know that third down, third and twelve, or whatever it's going to be, third and eight. You know where like. You know it's going to Kelsey. We know it's going to Kelsey. The other defensive coordinator knows it's going to Kelsey. So it goes to Kelsey and he gets the yards. He's had 105 receptions and 79 of them have gone for first downs. Like wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that step. is crazy. Yeah, that is wild. Whilst we're talking about um, Kelsey, I've actually um, recently... I. Because I, I knew about it for a while, but I never actually thought to watch it until recently. Um, it was like a TV show that me and my girlfriend could both watch, and it was Catching Kelsey. Have you ever seen it before? It's like no. The Bachelor that, that Travis Kelsey did, uh, and he dates. That's probably why I've never watched. Yeah, it. <laughs> he dates fifty girls from fifty states in America, um, and then whittles them down, and they go on different dates with him and stuff like that. And it's like seven episodes long. We're about halfway through it, and although it is like. Not great TV. It's hilarious watching Travis Kelsey on this show because it was made in like 2016, so it was about four years ago now, and it's so funny watching him just do his thing and just have a bit of fun whilst watching a bit of shit TV as well. Um, but yeah, it's funny if you wanted to do a give is it a watch. The, the, there's, a, there's a video that goes all over. One of the girls is a Broncos fan. Is that that? Yes. One? Yeah. I think his dad. I think her dad's a Broncos player. Her dad's a Bron- Broncos player. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's like, "Oh, who do you?" Uh, he says, "Like, who do you like?" He's like, oh, "The Broncos." And Travis goes, "Like, I hate them." <laughs> I just, I, is that the one that you're talking about? Yeah, I've seen yeah. Just, I've yeah. Not, I, I didn't realize what program came from. That's it. So I think it's Travis. What, what what are you doing this off season? Not sure. Do you fancy meeting fifty women from fifty different states <laughs> and and getting paid for it? Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> Are you reassessing your life choices right now? <laughs> I just like I, I saw a thing. Oh, it's come from. Uh, is it Barstool Sports? Something like that. There's a guy on there going, just hates Kelsey. Kelsey's a dick. He's like, I hate all this showmanship. You know, it's so fake. It's so this. It's so that. And I don't. I, I just don't get. It. I think. I, like I love Travis Kelsey. Like he's my favorite Chiefs player. Like on the current roster. Um, Data. <clears throat> Man. <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute uh, but like I just think like the, there's, there's a whole like Kelsey carries this big personality whatever, like, and I there's the one thing I hate I'm going to do something I hate but the one thing I hate in Chiefs Kingdom on the internet is when we talk about Kelsey there's a there's a there's this need for people to talk about George Kittle mm. and it's unnecessary right we we are now the big team. We need to have a big team mentality. So we we shouldn't default to saying, yeah, but something anymore. We should just go, yes, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end. That's the debate. But there's a, thing last, there's a thing last year and it's all like, oh, but George Kittle's so much fun. He's this, he's that. And oh, George Kittle just does my head in, man. He's like, to compare the two, because they're quite similar, uh, you know, they're the, the pass catching tight end with a kind of, 
big personalities, whatever. But everything about Kittle feels manufactured to me. Uh, are you talking about specifically the Super Bowl here when he was on mic and he was like, "Yes, sir, we'll be back in again yeah. next year." Yes, sir. Is is that something that's springing to mind here? Yeah. Yeah. I just think a lot of what George Kittle does is is designed to get him noticed. Yeah. And I don't get that from Travis Kelsey. I really like Travis Kelsey. I like everything about Travis Kelsey. Um, you should definitely watch his show, The Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like a promoter for it. It is a really good laugh. It is really funny. And, get, and his brother helps out as well, uh, Jason Kelsey. It's, 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 a really, it's really good fun. He's, um, he's, he's acting in a program. So it's, it's a, uh, God, I've seen, I've seen it mentioned. It's some sort of um, like semi-spoof documentary thing, I think. Uh, sci-fi um, I, I, don't, I don't even know what the premise is I'm going to totally butcher the premise but he, like, there's no way he's not having some career long after football you know you're, you're not you're, you're going to see a lot of him I'd imagine once he's um, once he's finished with football which might concern me a little bit in that if he has this desire to be on the silver screen or whatever that maybe he's earned enough football he's earned enough money from football got three or four Super Bowl rings and decides that that's him done anyway he's still two years away from that well Indeed. this season and next season <clears throat> anyway that's enough Did, didn't uh, he just renew his contract though this yeah he's got four or five years I think yeah. yeah he's got a few years four left on his years. deal yeah yeah Ho- hopefully he sees him while he stays healthy because he kind of he doesn't doesn't do a lot in the off season. He doesn't train. I think he kind of. I think he basically recovers in the off season. You know, he gets surgeries and whatever. I don't think he's, like, he's pretty bashed up. Yeah. I think as soon as I mean, I imagine most of the guys are, but I think he carries various little, you know, little niggles that kind of keep him out of a lot of the, uh, the stuff during the summer, which is which is totally fine, you know, because he. It's like they just trust him to come back in shape or, out of shape if he's been boozing all summer with Mahomes um, you know but get back in shape obviously really quickly Yeah. and he's obviously smart enough that he doesn't have to like he doesn't have to, to learn a playbook or whatever from scratch he's obviously got all that down so yeah more on Travis Kelsey <laughs> anyway enough enough what would that be called bromance my wannabe bromance <laughs> with Kelsey we can um Look ahead to the last game of the season, um, which is again Arrowhead. Yeah, it's at Arrowhead. Yep. The Chargers. So, um, so it's this. This is half nine-ish on Wednesday night. I've lost the days. I'm on holiday. I've lost the days. Wednesday night. So about an hour ago, we got. Uh, I think the the Chiefs confirmed that Chad Henney was going to start. Yes. Um, which I think we kind of got the gist of that from Andy Reid earlier in the week. Um, don't know how you guys feel about resting the starters. It's kind of assuming there'll be other other bigger names to follow. Kelsey Hill seems to have a bit of a thigh problem, I think. Hamstring, um, yeah, hamstring. Hamstring. I think Sammy Watkins came off injured. Calf. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about kind of resting the the starters. Gives them a, I guess it's a three week break before before the playoffs. Yeah. I'm- I said last week I'd rather have rested them against the Falcons and played them against the Chargers, but um, I'm not a huge fan of the the long break before the first playoff game. You saw the Ravens last year, and they really struggled to kind of get going against the Titans, and by the time they did, it was too late. Um, But at the same time, they could probably do with a break right now, so uh, I'm, I'm happy enough yet. Just rest who you want to rest, play the backups, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I don't think it'll be uh, a particularly exhilarating game to watch. Um, obviously, with all the backups in, it'll be nice to see Chad Honey throwing it around um, and seeing what happens <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not sure who who else would be starting. Whether they just heavily rest the starters for for this last game um, to really, because like you said, Neil, it, we do kind of need the break as well. Um, as much as we were talking about in the last podcast, how we did want them to rest in, in week 16 and play week 17, but they'll see it. there's obviously a reason behind it, so just got to go with it and hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, I think I... 
said at the end of the, the game last week that it was kind of a almost a meaningless result because we always had this week to win and regardless, you know, whatever happened last week, we were still, you know, we still had the one seed in our own hands, but it didn't really feel like a meaningless performance either. You know, you kind of wanted to see more. So part of me would like to give Mahomes another game just to kind of, well, get any of those stupid throws out again, because I think some of the, you know, he had, was it one interception? Nearly two. Yeah, which was just a bad, you know, which is just a bad throw. You know, there was the yeah the other one which he eventually got and he got one pulled back as well, didn't he? When yeah, from a penalty, you know, a couple of them you think they're not, they weren't necessarily great plays by the defender. They were as much kind of sloppy by Mahomes as as, as good by the the, the defense. So you you maybe would just want to give him some time to get any of that out of his system. But um, you, again, you you have to trust in the guys that that see them all the time. You know, they must. They must be completely happy that Patrick Mahomes, off a three weeks rest, can come out straight from the gun and you know be as good as he has to be. I, I think if anyone can, he can. I mean, there's, I think there's playoff Mahomes still to come. You know, he steps it up on the big, big stages, um, and I, I think kind of come the playoffs, he'll just you know it's what um Terrace Paler used to call but over my dead body games you know you, you're not going to beat me I'm going to beat you end of and I'm going to put in the performance that's required to do that and I think he's got that in his locker off three weeks rest off ten weeks rest he can just go out there and go right here we go yeah I mean I guess we can we could almost look to the, the start of this season off of no um no pre-season came out and walloped the Texans, so... Yeah, exactly. You know, and he was he didn't really miss much of a step in that game either, so... Um, as about, maybe, maybe it's as much of, I just don't necessarily want to watch... I don't just want... I don't not want to watch Shaitani, that's, that's bad. But it's not, it doesn't, it's not quite as box office as... No. Um, yeah, Henny to Dieter isn't as box office as Mahomes <laughs> to Hill. It's a fair comment. Yeah, yeah it's a fair comment. Excited it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 Gary is a kind of figure of fun of some in some ways, uh, you know, amongst Chiefs fans, um, and I think that I think it's very very unfair that he gets labelled with the Mahomes' mate thing, and that's the only reason he's, he's around. I don't believe that for an instant. I don't believe that. Look at look at the decisions that Andy Reid and. Brett Veach made recently um, if they were massively sentimental then they would have Eric Berry still there they would have Dustin Colquitt playing on the minimum contract right so there's not I don't believe there's that much sentimentality about it and Gary Data just looks like a, just seems like a good dude you see him like he's so um, some, you see some of the stuff that professional sportsmen put online and I, I just I, it just goes over my head I've got no idea what they're talking about no idea just defeats me but he's just a normal guy like he's just tweeting about how he's having a walk in the park with his daughter or you know the, the stuff he's doing that day he just looks like a good dude just a normal disaffected dude and I um, I probably like him more because other people dislike him a lot mm-hmm. and that probably makes me like him more um, whether he'll get a game or not on Sunday I don't know but um, <laughs> I don't think like maybe he's maybe he's not the best receiver in the world I don't really care. I think he's a good dude. If he scores a touchdown on Sunday, I'm getting a jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've said, it all said that all season. <laughs> yeah, I've said it all along. If he gets a touchdown on Sunday, I'm getting a jersey. Who, I mean, I guess, putting a serious hat back on, if if, uh, if we should, who do you think either needs a big game or who do you think could have a big game and maybe put themselves in, in contention for getting more work in the playoffs I would like to see Byron Pringle because then it would mean I'm not seeing Demarcus Robinson um, and the less I see of Demarcus Robinson playing the better um, so I would like to see because you look at Sammy Watkins is probably going to be gone at the end of the season Demarcus Robinson's probably going to be gone at the end of the season we need to see if we've got that other receiver on the roster and 
no better way of doing that than seeing is Byron Pringle it. Now, ideally you do that with Mahomes throwing to him rather than Chad Henney, but you know, if Henney's playing, so be it. But uh, I'd love to see Pringle have a good game and kind of get seven or eight targets and see what he can come out with from that. Um, I think for mm-hmm. me, um, I think Willie Gay at linebacker, if they decide to play him um, in week 17, obviously they think about resting people, but if they decide to play Willie Gay, I'd like to see him step up and, and really solidify himself because yeah, he he might be the best, if not one of the best linebackers on on, on the team, the way he's been playing. Um, and because, I mean, our linebacking core isn't great. Um, so him having a, a, a good game would uh, fill with a bit of confidence um, going into the playoffs that, he can step up when he needs to, and he can and he can leave his mark on that defense. Yeah, he's taking a claim for a like for a long term. You know, sort of nailing that position down long term. I would have thought. Um, I think he's probably got a chance to do it. He's been he's been getting more and more involved as the weeks have gone on. Um, and he kind of he showed up a little bit last week. I thought. Doing some decent stuff. He led the team in tackles, didn't he? He had nine tackles last week. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he did. The, the yeah. one thing that the, the Chiefs' defense in, in Spag seems to do is it's kind of horses for courses, really. He like he doesn't seem to be sort of wedded to one like set scheme as such. You know, if you know if if the opposition demands that like you know like Willie Gay's out there making the tackles, then that's what he'll do. But if he's not suited to playing against the Chargers, if you know for whatever reason he thinks the matchup's not in his favour, then he just won't see him. Yeah, just play you know, someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think you can't I mean you can't argue with that. I, th- I think that the the we spoke all along for a couple of years about how all the Chiefs' defense has to do is get to average, and I think I don't know I don't know the the exact stats, but last time I saw we were. Sort of top ten or twelve in like the DVOA things like that. So you know we're at least average. Um, so you can't you can't kind of argue with anything that's going on in that that side of the ball. Yeah, and like I said, no, we were playing well in the last couple of weeks, like defensively, uh, especially against the Falcons. And Willie Gay in particular, I think it was him and Sneed that had uh, that forced a fumble. Um, yes, it was. Was yeah. it Hayden Hurst or? I can't remember who, who 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 fumbled the ball, but I think it was like a, it was a, a joint tackle with Willie Gay and Sneed who both forced a fumble, which I think Okafor then picked up. Um, but yeah, it's if we can keep playing and the defense can keep playing how how we've been playing the past couple of weeks, and the offense can bring it and and, and really show it as we go into the playoffs. Um, yeah, being average or above average in our case is is perfect for our defense. Speaking of well, going back to last week again, but players on defence if, if we if if we get to an emergency could we put Tyreek Hill in at cornerback of some description because did you see the ground he made back recovering that fumble was that a fumble he, he or fought, the turnover he forced the, the fumble after the interception yeah, didn't yeah the interception yeah but he was like just kind of tracking back tracking back and then all of a sudden it was just like someone had the afterburners he was he caught up so quickly on the guy and Perfect technique, straight like fist straight to the ball. Like there was no kind of mm. he's 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 tackled before. Yeah, he knew what he's doing there. That was that was quite impressive. I guess on quarterback we do have. I don't I don't know if he's played yet. DeAndre Baker we got from the Giants. We didn't get him yeah, from the yeah, Giants. The Giants released him, didn't they? Oh yeah. He, I'm not sure if he's yeah. played yet, but you know, he could be a bit of a secret weapon going into the playoffs. I guess if he's um, when he's a first round pick, a couple of years ago. Um, they've obviously, I think we've got, I think we've got him for a couple of years now. It's not just a, he's not like a sort of Levin Bell type type deal. So I, they may be looking longer term with him, I guess. But um, I would not be against having another good cornerback to uh, to wheel out um, if needs be. Can never have enough good cornerbacks. <laughs> No, you're definitely in that uh, in that camp, aren't you, Neil? That's, uh, oh, very much so. Draft one high next year. Indeed. Well, uh, <laughs> oh, they're saying that if we can pick up another Sneed in the fourth round, then go go right ahead. Well, that's the thing. We're going to have 
God, we're talking draft now. We're going to be like Arrowhead Pride, but uh, <laughs> <we're>, um, <laughs> oh, you said that as if that was a bad thing. <laughs> no, no, but they they start their draft stuff around this time of year. It's, you know, they kind of they kind of ramp it up. I just, um, well, why not? Uh, I suspect we may we could easily be doing our our next uh, live draft under lockdown conditions. You know, yeah, the way things are going, me. which I don't think any of us thought at that time. Um, that's know. a depressing thought, but you know, I think there'll be. I got a healthy debate to be had looking that far ahead as to just what we need to to, to draft in the kind of first round. I would I would probably go O line or, or wide receiver, but yeah, I was going to um, go O line. Anyway, that's that's maybe for another day. Um, let's do some predictions for Sunday. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I I saw the charges were three and a half point favourites and that puzzled me because I would have said even our backups ought to beat them at home um, I, I'd go for a narrow Chiefs win um, so that so that would be the fir- if we win that, that would that be the first time we've covered the spread in I don't know like six or eight weeks or something something like that yeah, yeah? Ah, yeah. exciting times <laughs> um, I, I think a moderately scoring close win 20 for 21 something like that um, yeah I was thinking a bit less um, I just depends how many offensive starters they sit again it's just one of those games you just don't yeah. know because um, it depends on the charges how the charges decide to play it as well um, with the draft I know people don't like to throw games but draft picks and something like that so it depends how heavily they go for it um, I don't know around 16 for the Chiefs to uh, 13 or 12 for the Chargers. They're quite nice. Yeah. I don't think it'll be a a, a great game to tune into. I'm not sure that's when I want to. Well, to be fair, we don't have to stay up for it, do we? Nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'd go. I think it will be a shootout as much as these shootouts can be. I'll go 31. Chiefs 31, Chargers 28. Yeah, I can buy into that. Yeah, I'd I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd like but, it to be that. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've we, we've said, I think we are. I mean we're on here chatting about the Chiefs, but I think that we are just as bad at reading them as anyone else. So, you know, we said before the game in the kind of WhatsApp group, this is the game the Chiefs are going to go off. You know, we're due. You know, we're due giving someone a hiding. It's been you know we've kind of. We'll be playing sort of seventy-five percent or whatever for so long that we're due a really big performance. And it's just not happening. I wonder if it'd just be ironic if it happens here with the with the second team out that we go absolutely ballistic. Byron Pringle runs a the the kickoff back, and we're seven 0 up from the start, and it's never it never looks back. I wouldn't rule it out. <laughs> I genuinely wouldn't. Well, let's look let's look forward to that anyway. Um, I think if we can. We've probably got five or so minutes left. Uh, if we want to look further afield, we'll, we'll stick with the AFC maybe. But we're obviously we're we are the the one seed. We do our power rankings every every week. Who would you be most concerned? Or if there's one team that can stop us getting to the Super Bowl, who do you think that is? If it's honestly, not if it's not the Chiefs, honestly, I'm not sure there is one. To be to be perfectly honest, because I, we've played to the level of our opposition all through the season, and I think when we play the better teams, we play better. We've already dumped on Buffalo once. Um, we beat Miami in a tough one. We've beat we dumped on Baltimore. I don't fear Pittsburgh. I don't particularly fear Tennessee. Their defense is atrocious. Cleveland. I, I don't particularly worry about them. Uh, uh, someone messaged me like, are the Chiefs going to get to Super Bowl? Or if they're not, then why not? And I was like, I find it harder each week to come up with a team who's going to stop us. And Buffalo would be the only one I could kind of maybe say because they could make it into a shootout. And I, I would much rather play against teams with a good defence than a good offence. Because I think we stu- and I've said this a few times now, but we we can still put up points on a good defense, 
but I'm not sure how well we can shut down a good offence. So Buffalo would be the only team in the playoffs, I think, who would remotely concern me, and we've already beaten them comfortably once, so they don't concern me that much. Yeah, I, I think it's the same for me. I mean, with the way that the uh, the the Chiefs' biggest rival in the playoffs or the Chiefs could face problems changes like twice a week for for a lot of the things I see on Twitter and stuff. How the Browns could cause them problems and the Steelers could cause them problems and the Bills are, are sneak. It, I, I think the same as Neil. It's it's I, I will always obviously favour the Chiefs in in the AFC playoffs, but it is Buffalo who has the potential, I guess, to do it. But like you said, we 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 handled them. Like reasonably well in the regular season, so it's it's a case of we, we just play to our opponent's strengths and 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 we we seem to come out on top fourteen times out of fourteen times out of fifteen. So I'm I'm confident with the Chiefs going forward, but the Bills could cause us problems that they've been playing really good this season. Yeah, I guess I mean I think the, the, both the Bills and and the Ravens are, are better now than they were when we played them. The, the Ravens are considerably better now. Than when we played them, they had a massive difference. Then they've, they've seemed to have sorted themselves out. But I think it really depends on what type of game they get into. Yeah, with what Lamar Jackson can't beat Patrick Mahomes. We know yeah. this, right? So um, he'd have to show something significantly different to what he has done in the past to to beat them. And you're right. I, th- I think that. The only the one game that the Chiefs have lost this season is the the one that the opposition managed to turn into a shootout. Yeah. Um, and Josh Allen's the one guy I think that can that can uh, that can do that. They've got um, really good receivers as well. Stephen um, Diggs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he just I mean I had an absolute mayor in fantasy this week <laughs> and I didn't even look at it and I looked. Thought, oh, he's got forty-five points. I was like, I might just have pulled back the seventy or whatever that I needed. No, not even close. But um, he's uh, <laughs> he's um, yeah, really good. Uh, we we would need to play. I think we would need to bring our A game to take the Bills out in the playoffs. Um, I think if we played as we played um, the rest of the season, we would beat the rest of the AFC, and that includes the, the Ravens, who I think are a really good team who just haven't played very well this year. And I think that they could easily scare someone in the playoffs. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they were the um, the championship game. I guess it depends on the seedings. But it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if they were the championship game. Um, but I don't. I. I don't know. I, th- I think you're right. I just. I just think that. Um, I. I said you weren't allowed to say this, but I. I, I do. I do think that the Chiefs are the team that would beat the Chiefs. We would do yeah. something stupid or. Um, just I don't know what it would be too complacent or something um, and that's that's what would that, that's, I think that's our biggest um, our biggest concern I think if if we do play the Bills like the way they approached the game early in the season defensively where two deep safeties and just let you run the ball as much as we like the same as the Saints did a couple of weeks back you know, play conservative defense. Let us have the ball as much as we like, and hope we don't put up points. But then you don't give yourself enough time to score enough points to beat us because we're still putting up points when you're doing that. So now you've got kind of twenty, twenty-five minutes at most where you've got to put up the guts of thirty points rather than having thirty-five minutes. That you can't play conservatively in any fashion against the Chiefs, either defensively or offensively. You have to, defensively, you have to go out and force turnovers. Offensively, you have to go out and put up as many points as you can. And if you do it quickly, so be it. Um, And I'm not sure there's any of the teams left in the playoffs, with the exception of Buffalo, who are capable of doing either of those things particularly well. Yeah, that's a pretty fair assessment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty something. And on that note. (laughs) Exactly. On that note, we'll, we'll we'll wrap up the football chat. Um, what's this? The this is the thirtieth. So tomorrow's New Year. Um, I think I already know the answer to this, but you guys got any New Year plans? Or maybe <laughs> no, we'll be, lo- we'll be lo- again. What are you? What, what what would you normally do? What are you missing out on from New Year? 
absolutely nothing. <laughs> normal New Year would be uh, sit down once the kids are in bed, Hazel falls asleep watching some crap on telly, and I'll wake her up at half past twelve and say, yeah, Happy New Year, and then it's bedtime. That'd be <laughs> ideal for me. And I would say tomorrow night will probably be pretty close to that. Yeah. Oh, and we'll need, to, we'll need to live vicariously through you. What are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I don't tend to do anything big on New Year's Eve either. I, I've never really been a big fan of New Year's Eve. I always went to like parties and stuff. Um, obviously, I always do something. I always find an excuse to get drunk. But um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not really huge on New Year's Eve parties anyway. But I do tend to have a good time at like, parties and stuff. Are we all in lockdowns now anyway so we yeah. can't actually visit anyone all three of us yeah, four, yeah. So, yeah. yeah 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 so scotland's been well the pubs have been shut for most of scotland for the last three or four months so no one can go out um but yeah no we uh, we went into tier four no well we haven't been allowed to visit in homes either for months either so you see we relaxed ours for I don't know. Well, basically for December, the the government decided it would be a good idea that everyone could go out and get pissed in December. Um, and now our caseloads have gone skyrocketing kind of right at the end of the month. And today we've gone back into full-on level five. Everything's closed except the essentials kind of um, lockdown. So pubs aren't going to be open. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere tomorrow night anyway. You're not supposed to be visiting anyone else in houses. So I'm sure people are still going to do it, but... Not a good idea. Yeah, Edinburgh has the the big Hogmanay tradition, the the street parties and all that sort of stuff. Um, which I I think I've so I lived in Edinburgh for six eight years something like that, and I lived here before Christ about twenty years ago for a while, and I went I was meant to go to the street party once, but uh, the weather cancelled it. Um, so I've never actually made it down to the street party. Not that I was ever going to go this year, but I'm I'm with I'm with Owen. I'm not a massive New Year fan. I just think it's the it's just night out that gets built up and built up into something, and then well, I I did Dublin it's... city centre once and I'd never do it again. It was just carnage. No, it's a it's just a horrible night out. Yeah, horrible night out. Um, having it's Margot really... now just just gives us the legitimate excuse to stay in. Yeah, same. Which we've done the last God knows how many years. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's maybe a, a a takeaway and a film with our name on it, and that's probably about as rock and roll as it gets. Last year, it just reminded me, last year was obviously our first Christmas with Margot, so we had all our, our toys lying about. Um, <laughs> and we got, <laughs> we got this chocolate pudding thing to have, um, <laughs> which was so magnificent that I blew her little <laughs> she got these little like trumpety tutor things that I blew one of the <laughs> trumpety tutor things to celebrate and an hour and a half later we were still trying to get her back to sleep <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh, rookie father mistake um, I was not very popular uh, yeah. so we, we saw the bells in but we saw them through uh, a very upset small person all three of you saw the bells in yes all three of us saw the bells in um I was probably uh, on the couch on my own while Lynn was uh, through with Margot. Um, <laughs> so I'll not be making that mistake again. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever you, you do or don't do, uh, I hope you have a good time. Stay safe, everybody. Um, so from one kingdom to another, thank you very much. <laughs>